Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, This week, I'm super excited um, to connect with, um, I feel like we're friends because we've been connecting (laughs) recently. So I'm just super excited for this conversation. Um, Her name is Chris Ford, and she's the creator of Win the Hour, Win the Day. So thanks so much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I, yes, you're right. I do feel like I have a business, but so it's all good. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. And I can't wait for you to share more about when the hour, when the day in this conversation, because it's so awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's, I guess let's just jump right into it. You know, like how long have you been a business owner? Like, what is it? How'd you get into it? You know, all of that. Okay. All right. Let's dive in. Okay. So I've been a marketing strategist for over 12 years now. And, but what you see me talk about a lot online is when the hour, when the day. So how that evolved was I was pulled away from my, my business, uh, you know, for about two years, my husband had been diagnosed with colon cancer and I was pulled away from the business and, and just got gobbled up with chemo and treatments and all these other things. And when I returned to my work, after his passing, after his death, my clients were shocked. They had no idea what was going on. I had kept that very quiet, very separate. Um, They had no idea I was even away. They didn't know anything was going on. So they started to ask me very gently under the capacity of like, how did you do that? And so I started, you know, to talk to them and work with them under the umbrella of team building, because really it was my team and the productivity they were able to ensure while I was away because oh my gosh, you know, there's so many stories to tell in here. And what I would say to you is take all the emotion aside out of this. You know, I would have returned to no business and that would have been not the time for me to try to be charming and go out in interviews and write a resume. That would not have been a good fit, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So so I started working with these people under the capacity of team building because I had a renewed faith or a renewed understanding of how fragile life was and how important it was. And so many entrepreneurs are grinding it out and doing all this crazy work. And I just felt that your business should support your life, not consume it. And I also felt that business should be fun. So I started working with these people, you know, and helping them build their team because there's so many myths out there that it's too time consuming, too expensive, or I'll do it once I reach a certain level of success or a plateau. And they really started to see results. Whereas before they were always putting out fires and they were zoning out when they were with their family, they would wake up in the middle of the night, remembering something urgent. And now they were starting to take real vacations and really get those ambitions and projects out that, you know, move the needle forward, made them more money, allowed them to have a bigger impact on their audience. And so what I learned really was the turning point for me was you could change your life by starting your team. And that's how when the hour, when the day was born and, and we started working with those people. And what happened was we realized really quickly that with on average, within the first month, most of these clients were able to get 25 hours back a week. And that just changed everything. And I thought I got to get out there, create a movement and help people that think, 
sweat is, you know, is not as strongly associated with success as you think. And that's old school and it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be that way. Oh, I love that. I mean, yeah, um, it's so true. There's just so many different things that take our attention and having a team is, is huge. But what would you say to like, um, say somebody was like, well, I don't, I don't have the budget. I can't hire someone right now. So I'm that sure you hear that a lot. I do. And that's a great question. It's probably the number one question we get through our website, www.winthehourwinthedaycom And what I would tell you is, let me tell you a little story. So about nine years ago when I started outsourcing and listen, back then, you know, it was just really quite a foreign concept. People had the idea that if I hired somebody, you know, not locally, that they would be driving to work on a chicken, you know? <laughs> so for me, what happened was I was still, you know, nine years ago, I was still had a lot of appointments out of the office where I had to go and meet with a potential prospect. I'm sitting in their office, I'm making notes on my lap and I promise myself that the moment I get back to the office, I will put those notes in a file because I'm also, you know, log in the computer, get the notes in because I am promising packages and deadlines and all kinds of things we're negotiating. You know, with marketing, it's, it's a more involved thing, as you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like a one-off. So you're making all these, you know, details about a potential package you're going to work with them on. Now, as sure as every day ended with why, I would get back to the office, there'd be a distraction. And what I found was every week, all of a sudden Friday afternoon, I had all these notes I had to put into the files or, oh my gosh, sometimes even the next week. And the client would call and then here I am trying to piece together my, my week notes because my notes were meant for 20 minutes, not for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And the really horrible part would be if I made a mistake, I looked like I was trying to swindle the client when in fact I just had temporary notes. Right. So finally at that time, I thought, okay, this is getting, it was a lot of stress on me because I was always thinking this week would be different and it wasn't. So I, my first outsourcer was somebody I hired to transcribe these notes. So what would happen is I would leave the meeting. I would sit in my car for about 30 seconds. I would talk into my phone and those notes would go to the transcriptionist and she would type them right into the client's files within hours, for sure, 24, within hours. But there was clarity in my communication. There was certainty. Everything was very detailed. And some weeks I needed her an hour. Some weeks I needed her none. And this was the fact that she only did this. God help her. This is what she liked <laughs> to do. So she was really fast at it and really good. So she just whipped these off like nobody's business. So on the weeks I needed her maybe an hour, I spent $12. So for $12, I got all of Friday afternoon back. I got rid of a lot of stress. I made sure I was delivering a quality, you know, detailed package to a client, nothing overlooked and delivering, you know, right from the get go, they're knowing, Hey, she's on it. She's good. Mm -hmm. Versus they can hear when I'm scrambling. So for me, $12, I mean, that's not a, that's a fancy coffee, right? right. <laughs> so for $12 for the potential of losing a client, because I made a mistake in my notes, I would tell you, if you think you can't afford an outsourcer, then you need an outsourcer. The reason you can't afford an outsourcer is because you don't have anyone you're outsourcing to. Yeah. <clears throat> that makes so much sense. Like, cause I guess I feel like when people are like, Oh, I need to hire someone, but I can't you, you think like full time or like even 20 hours yeah. a week, but it doesn't have to be like that. Right. 
It's just, no, that's, that's old school. You're thinking mm-hmm. like, okay, I need a desk. I need a computer. And then I need them a certain amount of hours. Right. So then that's where you get into all kinds of problems. You're like, let's say you needed a video editor for your social media stuff. And you're like, okay, well I might have two hours of work this week, but who's going to come in here for two hours. So I guess I'll have to hire them at least 10. Right. And then your talent pool is more local and smaller instead of the globe. And then, you know, so now you're paying them for all this stuff and maybe six hours, you're just trying to find other work for them to do because you need them for those two on the videos. And that's where it gets really labor intensive and management and expensive. And that is just not the world that we live in right now. It's a magical place to be in business as far as resources go. It really truly is. So when you're thinking like that, you're thinking from an employee perspective of when you were an employee and what it looked like for you. And that's not what your limitations are anymore. Right. Oh, I love that. But yeah. There's like you said, there's so many resources like Fiverr, or Upwork or all those. Yeah. Fun. Those great places. Yeah. Um, awesome. So I'm sure that helps with some balance, work-life balance. Like, do you have any other, like, do you have tips for work-life balance that you live by? Oh, I live by a lot of them. I think you should start work refreshed and leave fresh. That's so important to me. And I do, uh, you know, for me, it will always come back to the team. Like the fact that you cannot do this if everything comes and lands on your desk and you are it. And and there I say, you're actually not an entrepreneur or a business owner. You are self-employed. And so you can't possibly, do, you know, you can't do that. There's no work. There's no potential for work-life balance when you live that way. But for me, you know, I'm all about vitality and I, I really want to be healthy and strong. And, and I want to do this for a long time. Is as often you'll see the most successful people in the world, they take care of themselves because they have ambitions and things they want to be creative with. So health is part of that. So for me, I work out every morning. That comes first. I schedule around it, depending like now the weather's getting warmer. So I go on really beautiful nature rides on my bike and stuff like that. Another big thing I had to learn is I stop and take a proper lunch. And I had to learn how to chew my food slowly because listen, let's be clear, all this stuff that I'm talking to you about came from a painful start when I started my business. The first two years I was in business, I, I gave up sleep completely. I was uh, hysterically in a rush at all times. I call myself a recovering rushaholic. I used to just shove food down whatever I could, get my hands on down my gullet with my left hand as I was answering emails and doing <laughs> everything else with my right hand. And I assure you, when you're shoving food down your throat, one-handed, it's never a salad. Okay, <laughs> so, so I'm really big on you take a you know you take a proper lunch and you chew your food slowly and you just fuel your body and take care of it and treat yourself like a business athlete. If you treat yourself like a business athlete, that work-life balance you you'll feel the second it teeters a little bit, you'll feel it. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. And it's funny because I remember in the beginning, like I think I was trying to like. I don't know what I was doing. I got, I was editing something on a podcast like last year and I have like a pot of pasta and I'm like doing it and I took a picture and I was just like, this isn't right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause then you, you inhale the food. You right. don't remember chewing it. You exactly. probably didn't do it. Right. right. And, it, and it's just, it's just a, and it's ah, like, you know right. what? 
everything in the world needs fuel. And so you, you start to feel it. And I know like even with my podcast, when they are, when the day is sometimes I do have to work a little later because I'm dealing with somebody in Australia time, right? right. So they're getting up at 6am and I can't say to them, well, I don't want to work at 7pm tonight. Cause I like to, you know, like I, yeah. my work life balance. Right. <laughs> so the only time that I do that, then I have to be way more generous to myself the next morning, go for a longer bike ride, start a little bit later because I do feel it now. Whereas before when I always felt like junk, I felt yucky all the time. You didn't know how far off you were because yucky, more or less yucky doesn't really (laughs) measure. But now when you feel healthy, you really see like, oh, you know, it's a little off. So I I have to pace myself. Mm -hmm. And it really is how to ensure peak performance. Yeah, totally. I love that. That makes total sense. Um, So this is one of my favorite. Oh, so what other, like with work-life balance and just, you know, running a business and everything, like, are there any like apps that you live by or automation? Like, how does that work in your business? Oh, well, that's my, one of my favorite things. And we work when, when we're doing our coaching, we have these uh, coaching programs in 90 day cycles and hand in hand, what happens with outsourcing is also processes, right? And automation and anything you can do in 10 steps. I'm always looking at how do you get it done in eight and six and five Mm -hmm. and four. So we always, uh, in our team, we meet every morning for 15 minutes in what we call a scrum. And we'll go over something that we're doing because we're always doing new ambitions. Like, you know, when I wrote my book or started my podcast or right now we're coming out with a, a launch in a couple weeks called the Outsourcing Playbook for Busy Entrepreneurs. And we're super excited about that. It's going to be like insanely chock full of content. Like I tell my team, I want to feel like we're bleeding. We're giving away so much because <laughs> I really want to create this movement where business is easier. So we're always doing new things. So what will happen is we'll meet in the morning and we'll say, okay, okay, we're doing this, we're doing that. Well, what happened? Hey, did we do that? Uh, No. Well, that happened here. And then there's some story to it. Like, okay, let's add the process. So for example, we do have, everything is just, without diving in it too deeply, is really we have a process for everything. Now that sounds heavy handed, but what it really is, it doesn't sound sexy. It's a simple little checklist Mm -hmm. so that you can go, you can stop having to keep all the file drawers open in your head and go, Oh, I just have to follow this tick, 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 you know? And even like yesterday we met and here's an example. Somebody said, Hey, I was looking for this. You had this guest scheduled for your show, but then I don't, I see they filled out the intro form, but then they didn't fill out this, like somewhere they fell off the grid. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, they're a special kind of guest because, you know, I had been on their show. Now they're coming on mine. So I don't need to put them through the whole ringer. So then we made them a process called, okay, outside the process, right? Mm-hmm. So then oh, if we're missing a step. Here's the five steps. And this is why and you, you tag it. So that sounds heavy handed on a podcast. But when I show it to you, all you do is then copy and paste those pop processes and add a name to it. And then people are just checking them off and they don't have to think. And they, a business is not run a memory. Cause like nobody in FedEx says when they hand over an organ to get to a hospital to save a life, like you've got the address, right? Like mm-hmm. you have that, you know, so it's things like that, that I'm pretty passionate about, but I would tell you probably the one is the best inventions that I think save a lot of confusion and really enhance communication is simple screen capturing. So like loom or something, mm-hmm. when I'm giving feedback on anything, Often, you know, you just screen capture and point it with your mouse and say, you know what, I really like this, but can we change this paragraph and move that down there? I think it sounds better. Mm-hmm. And it would take you so much longer to type that out. And often it comes out in the wrong tone. Like it right. sounds like you don't like something at all because you're only pointing out the one thing you don't like. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're just pointing going, hey, this is great. And they hear your voice. And then you say, but hey, just move this one around. Then we're good. That changes everything. 
Yeah, I love that. That makes sense. And I, I love the idea of all the checklists. Like I have some, but mm-hmm. I need to make more just because, yeah, it does. It lives in my head and then it's like takes up space for other things or, or nothing. Like it would be nice to have nothing up there sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really is life changing, honestly. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Um, so this is one of, I can't wait to hear your answer on this. What's your favorite okay. or most effective way that you market your business? You know what? That's awesome. I love that question. And there's a lot to that answer, but I'll tell you this. This is really something interesting and dives into a whole another capacity. And it's something I struggled with for years is I heard this from my mentors. I, I'm going to say to you, it's not going to sound exciting or new or anything, but I didn't get it. I didn't get it to the depth that I didn't get it. And it is about a personal touch and it is about relationship building. So for me, what that means is people comment all the time and they are very flattered when I send them a video or even in Facebook or Instagram when I send them an audio Mm -hmm. and it really breathes life into your message because again, they hear your tone to see your face and they're so flattered that you sent a video and said, Hey, look, I saw this thing in your page and just want to tell you, you're doing awesome. And then you, you're right. You feel like you have this business buddy. And for me, for the longest time, you know, it's just easier to type something out and, you know, vanity. You're like, ah, how do I look today? I'm just hiding in my office and Mm -hmm. all this other stuff. So when I started doing that, it really enhanced the relationships and it's so easy. And I did this for years. It's so easy to get lost at your desk and to say like, in a way you look at that, like socializing, like you're calling your mom and you're like, I don't have time for that. I got to get work done. Mm -hmm. And building those relationships and reaching out with like short or sincere videos or messages, not just like, Oh, sending you love. And that's nice. You can send me love. I don't mean to sound harsh, but I just (laughs) mean like something that we could have a real conversation about. It really makes a difference for people. And, and then you have really sort of enhanced the relationship. You've moved Mm -hmm. it along quicker. Like you said to to me, like, I feel like I have a friend now because we've gone back and forth on video a whole bunch of times. And and so we feel like there's a relationship there. Like if I needed something from you, like, Hey, can you shoot me a testimonial? I would feel comfortable asking Mm -hmm. that. And all it is, is seeing a face and a voice. So to me, I knew that for years as a marketing person. And yet until I started doing it myself and understanding that that is the work building relationships in the business community is the work and, and, and work with a, a, with warmth, you know, so I don't mean to sound like it's the work heavy, but that changed everything and has really opened up my world that, that I was sort of hiding behind the work before and mm-hmm. not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. And I mean, it, it takes time to, you know, make yeah. those relationships like for sure, but it is so worth it. And I think, like you said, it's easy for us to, especially on like the digital space to hide yeah. behind that without like adding that, that video or the audio, like just that little touch. It, it just does so much because, you know, it's more than just like looking at someone or their picture on the screen. Like you're able to yeah. feel, which, which helps so much. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It made such a difference for me. Like, and you, and sometimes there's people that I was going back and forth with on Facebook for like months. And then I sent them an audio and then they sent me one back. And all of a sudden it's like, that man had the thickest English accent. I'm like, Whoa, I have to go back and listen. I did not have that in my head. So I didn't know you at all. If I did know, like you are in the throes of London. Right. So it really does change the dynamics and it really warms it up. And, and I think that is, uh, the relationships are much more powerful than, than we understood. 
Yeah, totally. I understood. Maybe you all, maybe your smart listeners know that. I didn't. I, <laughs> I, I always thought it's something I'll do like, oh, on Fridays when like I, I'll do that next week on Friday afternoons. I'll, I'll schedule bonding with some people. Right. <laughs> It didn't work. Right? That's funny. Yeah. yeah, I remember like watching. Um, so I love. Well, I, he's awesome, Gary V. So um, he said in the beginning, you know, he spent like seven, eight hours a day. Like this is back before he like you know broke through and just he was like, I'd listen, I'd respond to people, I'd send them wine, I do this. Like he was just building yeah. those relationships at, and like yeah. at a full time capacity. Like that was the majority of what he was doing. And I mean, look at him now, you know. Yeah, I've been doing that a lot more lately, especially because again, we've got that launch coming up the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs. And it's tough because I am doing that. And when people ask me questions, I'll send a video and send audio. And then I do have this emotional pull because I'll be like, oh my gosh, I think I spent three, four hours doing that today. And I still have this other work to do. And you, you do have to calm yourself. There's highs and lows. I say Mm -hmm. to my my team, like, okay. And they're like, where are you now, Chris? I think I'm in a valley because, (laughs) because one minute you're like, oh, this is working. I'm connecting with people. We're launching this product. It's so important. And then you think, I've been socializing all day. I didn't get anything done. Like right. you have to, st- you, you, you know, you have to stay focused and understand it is marketing and the relationships are everything. And people do want to see you succeed. And another thing too, like the old me, I would have been like, Oh, I fumbled the language or whatever. And now I listen, if you're going to know me, then this is what you need to know. I got a lot of words per minute. That's my WPM. I talk quickly and I'm going to fumble some of them. Whereas before I would have reshot that like four times and that's not you. That's the you you're presenting to the world, like you're Mm -hmm. performing and that doesn't resonate with people either. So when I flub up something, I just laugh it off and that's who I'd be if you were in the office. So that whole idea that you're pushing it out to the world, I also really misunderstood the power of being on social media versus like yourself versus presenting like a professional, like mm-hmm. kind of like I'm at work, here's my shoulders, put them back, stand up tall, look proper. So there's a, there's a lot of little stuff that certainly gets in my way, you know, mm-hmm. over the years. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of times we, we want it to be like perfect and it that really isn't ever going to happen, you know, like, I mean, you don't need to just show up as like a slob or be unprofessional or, you know, whatever. But I mean, you don't have to be 100% perfect either, you know, just getting over that. And you know what? You see that all the time on people online that you follow and that do well and that do amazing and that share and that are open and you you really do feel like you know them mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, I know in my head and on paper that recipe works. But then when you bring it back to yourself, you're like, oh, that's different, right? Right. So, yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, I know for me that's um, been getting out of my comfort zone for sure. Like I, I don't particularly like videos or even the podcast was getting way out of my comfort zone. Cause like if people call me, I'm like, um, why are you calling me? I'll just text you back. Um, oh. <laughs> so do you have any tips or like any examples of how you get out of your comfort zone and like what business owners can do to, to break through theirs to crush their goals? Yeah, that's a great question. Listen, I assure you, here's my problem. I was fine doing speaking gigs. I was totally comfortable with that. I was okay with video. I was doing, I was fine. If you asked me to come and do a speaking gig, I was totally okay with that. 
Where I struggled for a really long time was with social media. I feel like people are passing by and then I'm trying to grab their sleeve and tug at them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that was really uncomfortable for me. And I'll be really honest too. After my husband passed away, I was off social media completely because I had nothing to say. So Mm -hmm. it's not going to be like, Oh, my husband died. I'm looking at him for cereal for breakfast. Right. Right. And I had nothing to say. And so I was off social media a couple of years And, you know, when I came back, I could barely find the button so much had changed. And so now I had to really thrust myself out there and say, okay, I wrote this book and I helped these people and I want to do that. And I just, what I realized is people kept saying to me, oh, you're fun to work with, Chris. And, you know, I love working with you and your energy and all this stuff. But then I was presenting on social media instead of being me. And I felt somehow that like once it's like, in person, you get to the fifth date online, we have to start you over at the first date again. So online proper. And I wouldn't be all the stuff that people liked about me when they worked with me. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of had to get over myself and I really will say it has really opened things up for me. And I was, I was blocking myself for quite some time. So if you could just get up there and be flawed and be you, Mm -hmm. you know, it will make such a difference. Yeah. I 100%. Yeah. We totally get in our own way a lot. Yeah. Um, awesome. Um, so moving into your favorites, our last little section, what's your favorite book? What's my favorite book? One of my favorite books is, uh, three feet from gold from Greg Reed. Yeah. I've not heard of that one. Yeah. It's a a fable book. It's very well told and it's a whole bunch of little different business stories and how the difficulties they had throughout their success. And, and it's just really like FedEx, where they went overnight because somebody in- invented the fax machine, they dropped like 52% because they were delivering a lot of documents. You forget that now. And like they went, like ship, they had planes and ships and buildings around the world. And all of a sudden, somebody invented the fax machine and that cut 52% of their business. So it's really amazing stories like that. Yeah. And that would be really neat right now, too. And especially, you know, we're living in the time of pivoting, you know, and yeah. so it's like these resourceful yeah. businesses, like there's always, there's a lot more that, you know, we can do with that. I'm going to check that out because we have a book club too. Yeah. So, um, might be one of our, favorites. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Let's see if I get mine in there. When the hour, yes. book yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll put, I'm going to put the notes on that too. I need, it, it is for sale, right? Like I could order it. Oh, for sure. You know okay. what? You send, I surprised you on one yet. You send me your address. I will gift you one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just mail that to me. Yeah. And you know what? You bring up a really good point about pivoting. And when I, this all started with the pandemic, I was a little nervous to speak my, again, to be myself online because I kept saying, you know what? You watch people, a lot of good is going to come out of this. Mm. And I'm not minimizing the struggles and everything that's happened. I'm not. But what I felt was there was going to be a heavier shift to businesses that have to be able to operate virtually. And the ones that sort of were lagging behind, they're going to have to get their act together. As well, like I had a friend who, you know, she had about 300 people in her company and they were fighting for years why half of them couldn't work from home. It was easier, you know, a whole bunch of logistics with family and, you know, whatever. And then we saw the change it had in the environment. So interesting enough, you know, all of a sudden in one week when this all hit, 300 people working from home within five days, right? right? So now only half of them have to come back for various reasons. So I think what's going to happen is you're going to see, even in co- traditional corporate worlds, you know, it's going to be better for the environment it's better for traffic, better for all these things that are hindrances in our day-to-day life. And I think too, 
what you really need now is you really need to make sure you have a team because people are going to get savvy and businesses that weren't online before are going to be. So Mm -hmm. you don't want to be looking at competitors or things that you were going to get to next year when you had time and you, because you didn't have a team where people are now sneaking up and getting it done. So with this pivoting, you really want to make sure that you're leveraging your creativity and your success because it's going to be, there's going to be more resources, but more competition online. Yeah, definitely. So, and also in the book, do you talk about like um, creating kind of like a culture with your team? Like, because I know that's like a big, you know, you want to keep everybody on the same page when you're not together. Yeah. So the book covers a whole bunch of things. We divide it into successful people and strugglers and we cover a range of topics so that it really, what people tell me all the time is it changes how you see business. It's very easy read. And people tell me all the time, like, oh my gosh, Chris, it changed how I saw my life and my business. So I think there's a lot into it over and above the team. The team just seems to be when I'm working with people in my coaching program, you know, what it, what this really means for you is it's the quickest way to get the biggest results in your business so that 90 days from now, you know, you're really working half the time, but getting much bigger results. So it's one aspect of the book that we're pulling out and creating the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs. But there's a whole bunch of different mindsets and things that will really change how you navigate through your entrepreneur journey with the book. Oh, that's awesome. That's so needed. Um, Okay. Yay. Um, What's your favorite drink? You know what? I'm kind of boring. I drink a lot of water and I have a good juicy smoothie for breakfast and that's kind of it. That's good. That's a great thing. You're not the first one that waters are favorite too. So there's others. That's fantastic. Um, What do you do to relax? Well, I, um, I love bike riding, right? Especially in a warm season and nature Mm -hmm. trails and stuff. I have recently, I think I'm the last person on the planet as far as like, let's say late night relaxing. I have just discovered the food network. So I I had no idea. Addicting. It is so fun. I feel like my niece, when she was six years old, she discovered the Beach Boys and she was saying to people, have you heard them? They sing snappy tunes, right? And she was saying this to 40 year olds, right? So I feel like I'm the last person to discover all these cooking channel competitions that A, you get to learn about cooking, mm-hmm. you get to learn about business, you get to see a whole bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, I watched one where they're trying to find the next uh, host for the the one of the cooking channels. And so oh, yeah. really also, they were talking about how to present yourself and how to engage the audience, how to relate. So to me, I saw the business aspect of that. So, uh, so yeah, I am the last person on the planet. I've just discovered the cooking channel. Yeah. Well, that's like a gold mine. You got tons yeah. to watch. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. We watch a lot of like chopped and, um, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. All the competition ones, like we watch all those, yeah. but, um, yeah. So, um, well, that was, I was about to ask what you'd like to watch, but I'm going to guess it's the food yeah. channel now. <laughs> Anything that, you know, I'm also on Netflix right now. I'm obsessed with uh, Formula One. It's crazy. If you you think you don't care about cars, but when you see the business and the machinery of not only getting this million dollar car from Australia one weekend to wherever the next weekend, then also all the computers and the staff and like the, the magnitude of running that business is shocking. So really? I really got, I'm really into anything where I get to look at the business side of it, but right. you don't have to have any interest in cars. You've got to check out drive to survive on Netflix. Drive to survive. Okay. That yeah. sounds really interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. I love all the business stuff too. Like both of my kids started businesses yesterday. And so we our nightly thing last night was shark tank and they just love it. So <laughs> like, I just love all the business stuff too. Did um, you know I was recently interviewed by Kevin Harrington? 
No, that yes, is awesome. Yes, yes. Yeah, Where can yeah. we find that? Oh, I, I haven't put it up yet. Yeah. So oh. I've got pictures and stuff like that, but I've got a video and so we'll get it up there for sure. Yeah. I've just been busy with the, uh, with the launch, but no, it was awesome. He's wonderful. That is so cool. Yeah. Um, okay. And lastly, where's your favorite place to go? I live by a beautiful nature trail and wherever I can, especially when it's the spring, any kind of spring, summer, close to fall, mm -hmm. I actually back to your business balance. I will definitely work out in the morning. And then if I'm really lucky and those warm seasons, cause I'm in Canada, I will go for a second bike ride at evening. So that's my goal is to get out of work early enough that I can go for a really healthy bike ride in a beautiful nature trail. Oh, that's awesome. Um, like, are you a mountain biker or is it like a path or? It's, I have a mountain bike and it's a nature trail, but okay. let's be clear. There's not a huge amount of mountains on it. I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not a daredevil. Yeah. No, I'm not either. My husband is yeah. and I'm just like, um, can I have some like pavement to ride on? Like, I just want like, yeah, no, it's all gravel and it's in trees and stuff, but it oh, is a awesome. green trail. It's yeah. beautiful, but, and I don't have to worry about traffic and I see, oh my gosh, I see all kinds of nature and hawks and, you know, hair, blue herons. And it's just at one time I saw seals in, in the water. It's oh. amazing, but, uh, I will keep my teeth intact. I'm not going downhill or doing anything courageous. Right. Yeah. I'm totally with you. <laughs> awesome. Well, where can everybody find you? If you want to recap, um, like your website, social media, so everybody can connect with you and um, I'll put all these in the podcast notes as well. Yeah, right now I would suggest hopping on the uh, coming soon from Chris, K-R-I-S dot com because we are launching the Outsourcing Playbook for Busy Entrepreneurs and we are going to be giving away some really amazing bonuses to people on the waiting list. So, you know, you get to look at it and if it's not of interest to you, then fine, you don't get it. But, you, you know, you're, you won't be able to come back and get those bonuses later if you're not on the list. So coming soon from Chris dot com. You can check me out at www.winthehourwintheday.com. Um, and anywhere online for sure. Or if you really want uh, something today to whet your appetite, we've got free gift for your listeners, free gift from Chris, K R I S dot com. And there's a number of things there, maybe about 12 Ooh. different things that we still charge for. And we'll put up there for your listeners as a nice little freebie. There's all different things they can opt into. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. That's awesome. I'm going to go check it out too. Yeah. So many different resources. Well, yeah. thank you. Like this has been so much fun. I'm glad we were able to connect again. I know you're crazy busy, especially getting ready for the launch and everything, but yeah, thank you for joining me. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I mean, there's nothing more precious someone can give you than their time and trusting mm -hmm. them with your podcast and your audience. So I'm thrilled and honored to be here. And, and as always with you, Nicole, great fun. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We're going to have to somehow meet in real life one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks well, yeah, for listening thanks to for this listening, week's Bubbles and Biz. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to walk away with something new to implement or inspired in some way. If you're frustrated with your marketing efforts and you're ready to master your marketing and grow your business, I'd love to help you. Head to nb.marketing services to learn more.